Hello. You're listening to Mock Footage. These two pals really like movies, but one of them hasn't seen very many, okay? Our hosts won't be using any nasty language, so you can share this with your grandma. And they will be discussing major plot details, so here's your dang spoiler warning. Hello. Hi, Ray. Hi. Hello. Let's chat. Okay. Just kidding. This is Mock Footage, and this week we're going to talk about Alien Retribution... Uprising? uh, Storm Rising. Respawn? What is it? Surrection. Revitalize? Surrection. Resurrection. Right. Uh, Alien Retry. Alien Surrection Resurrection. Now, to my knowledge... This is the movie that takes the trilogy that we just tied up and undoes it. It's the upside down part of the Triforce. It's low rule. It's low rule. So therefore dark. (laughs) Right. Uh, Neither of us have ever seen this movie, but I think we have a good idea what happens in it. Um, Are there pyramids? No. Okay. How How does Sigourney Weaver come back? Sigourney Weaver is born from a vat. And there's multiple Sigourney Weavers. Mm. But this one, this is the one that was the the right copy with the alien DNA inside. So she becomes Super Soldier Sigourney Weaver. Super, super Ripley. This is something you've been talking about for a while, and we're going to finally lean into it. This is thousands of years later. Thousands of years? I'm calling thousands. Okay. Everyone we know and loved is dead. So, yeah, what shocker there. So, why did why did she wake up? What happened? Um the the company What was the name? Wayland Utani. Yes, the company is still going and they started well, they're under attack by aliens. Somehow they've evaded the aliens and like the crimes against humanity that they've caused up okay. until this point and now the aliens are coming. And so they're like, like the well, xenomorphs, like yes, the same yes, okay. xenomorphs. And so like, well, so they're like, well, we have Ripley's DNA, and she knows how to beat aliens, right? Um, and but this so, happens thousands of years later. Yes, it's in the records. Like, okay, okay. Like, who is the only person to defeat the xenomorphs? It's Ripley, right. She's the only one that gets away every time. Like we said in the And so then they also like jacked her up with acid blood and super strength and Yes. Xenovision or whatever the heck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it starts as her as a soldier, um, training, and then you know, the true Ripley spirit resides within her and she defects from the company. Sure, okay. So when she wakes up, she's like she's not ripley like she's she's no. a tool of the company yeah. in ripley's body but but something about her still understands what's going on and decides that things need to be different mhm maybe okay. she even watches a video of like or an audio listens to audio recordings of original ripley oh okay and is like who is this girl i hear staring back with my ears mhm that is how the song goes mhm uh, and so she defects from the company. She still fights the aliens, but she fights the aliens because they're terrorizing a, a town. 
in in the occupied uh, company planet. Uh-huh. Um, so while she's being pursued by the company, not like super harshly, but they're like trying to track her down. She helps out this village. Um, and that's like the end of Act, or like part way through Act One, the beginning of Act Two. You know. Yeah. Uh, and the second act is, like, the village gets destroyed still. Uh, and then she has to save the rest of the planet from the xenomorphs. And so she okay. goes to and the it's xenomorph- like a whole army against her, basically. Mm-hmm. And so she goes into the xenomorph base and destroys the queen. Uh, in a great homage to uh, Alien 2, she uses a power mech to, to fight it. Okay. But so the- you're... Okay. But the real thing that ends it is a punch through the alien queen. With she punches right through it. It's very comical. It's very campy. Okay. For super strength. Um, so, so we kind of go back into that more campy, goofy tone from aliens. In act two. Act, act one is like super serious and sci-fi and dark. And then... Okay. The, and even though the, like this village like falls, that's when... A more campy uh, feeling arises uh, to pay homage to the original trilogy. Okay. Okay. Does she get any, like, cool guns? Like, there's, like I, I can just picture her, like, like walking around holding a minigun, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like, she, she has a minigun. Okay. She, okay. So, all right. So that happens. Um, and does... I guess what are the new aliens? Like there's got to be a new alien power, right? That's that's got to happen. That's how movies work. Um yeah, so these aliens Oh, maybe they can talk to talk each other. Talk to her. Yeah. Yeah. She understands them. Mhm. Ah. Uh. Oh, does the implications. she Okay, wait a second. When she kills the queen, does she then become their queen? And then ride on a wave of Xenomorph Zergling. <laughs> In an alternate timeline, yes. Well, okay. What's wrong with this one? This is we're pretty alternate right now. <laughs> that sounded it, like a no. That sounded like you said no to my idea. Okay, fine. Yes, she does. And then you said she, she punches through the heart of the queen, and I was like, okay. And then I said my thing, and you said. Maybe in an alternate time. It's just line. too close to clueless, you know. Um, so, <laughs> what happens is that she rides, she surfs on the xenomorphs. Uh, uh-huh. They take her out the door into onto the throne, and then she just explodes them all in a because she said all the xenomorphs. Charges. Yes. Oh, she set charges earlier in a scene. Okay, and they go boom. So she gains the trust of the xenomorphs, and then blows them all up yes okay it's pretty busted i can see why people don't like this movie mm-hmm. yeah well you know can't trust anyone but yourself who are there any i mean there's got to be supporting characters right like who who do we have this time i feel like this is the one there has to be a scene in one of these movies where a, a face hugger tries to infect an android and fails obviously Mm. Like that's got. I can't believe it hasn't happened yet. Maybe it's this one. Yeah. So Maybe who's the android? So Wait, who's the android? Is it? Is it Bishop? <laughs> is it Bishop again? <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, what if it's we... thousands of years in the future, right? And oh, 
mm-hmm. like the legacy of that line of androids could totally still be a thing. But it's it's obviously a different bishop unit. But yeah, okay, wait, no, it's not bishop. Um, uh, so this is an homage. This is a big homage to to mock footage right here. Um, in a scene where she's walking through like a storage like a science storage facility we see a jar with a f- dead face hugger mm. next to it it's zero sum okay cool yeah i was gonna i forgot about that i definitely wanted to bring zero sum into this one so good 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 so there's the crossover with the predator mm-hmm. series yeah and that's how we that's how we start cr- crossing that bridge mm-hmm. um even though even though zero sum doesn't exist in the predator movies <laughs> Zero Sum exists in the pre- in our Predator movies, okay? In our Predator movies, yeah. Zero Sum will definitely be an AVP. <laughs> Zero Sum will be an AVP 2020. <laughs> uh, um, I feel like we're missing something big here. I guess... Do you think... Okay, I'm just like doing like small homages to the past movies. I feel like there's something. I feel like that's all this movie is, though, right? Like, it like can't, is there it a, can't have substance? Is there a Newt type character? Oh, uh, oh, hmm. Or do we like? I'm learn... trying to think of a way to subvert it, right? Like, like, like one of one of the only villager that survives is a little girl. Uh, and she and Ripley form a bond, but then at the end of the movie, it turns out that the little girl is a spy for Wailing Dutani. That's just bringing all the pieces together. Yes. Yeah. That sucks. Uh huh. Does she die? Is she killed Definitely. by Ripley? I mean, or does she get away? She's killed by Ripley. One hundred percent. How? In the explosion that kills all the xenomorphs. Like, whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. Ripley just kills everyone, I guess, because that's how this movie is. She has a lot of humanity for being a clone, but also she kills everyone. Mm -hmm. Is that Terminator? I've never seen Terminator. Does she she finally die at the end? Like... No, she sits on a throne. She just sits on the throne. That's how the movie ends. Mm -hmm. And then, and then she, like, she, like, pulls up a hollow screen and puts an outgoing communication and then we see the face of a king predator on the other end king predator (laughs) (laughs) and that's the start and yeah that's how the movie and then it says ripley will return in avp (laughs) i think that's i think that's about as good as it's gonna get (laughs) (laughs) okay um okay you said you said that there is a there there was more camp in this one and i want to put i want to put it on the table because it hasn't i don't think we've gotten anywhere close to this in the alien movie so far but i want to put it on the table is there a musical number in this one ripley sings a a lullaby or a song to who to the newt character to the newt as she's killing her (laughs) no (laughs) <laughs> to sing her to sleep oh yeah i guess that makes sense <laughs> and then she sings it again when the reprise at the end when she kills her <laughs> okay good 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 um <laughs> what was our favorite line from this movie right um 
It was from the scientist character that says the facilities are closed. Okay, okay, thank you. That's what I wanted it to be as well. I think zero sum. I think zero sum like seals the door behind Ripley as she enters and says the facilities are closed, and then they have a talk. <laughs> and then we later. She doesn't kill zero sum. Zero sum is the only one who gets out alive. I thought I made it clear that zero sum died. Oh, it was the jar. Oh, the I head, thought oh. the face. Oh well, no, I guess zero sum doesn't die. The glass just breaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zero sum's fine. Zero yes. sum is fine. Zero. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> I know what it is. The one that's an AVP is it? <laughs> it's a clone of the brain. <laughs> Does it have xenomorph powers? <laughs> we'll figure that out next time. But... Let's eat some popcorn and watch this movie. <laughs> okay. That's right, it's time again for the popcorn break, which means that we are going to give you some messages from our sponsors. This week, as with every previous week, Mock Footage is sponsored by Lunar Light Studio, our family of podcasts, and so I'm going to take the opportunity to tell you about a couple of other shows on the network. But before I do, I do want to take a quick minute to say that this is the room for advertisers. So if you would rather hear a message about your own brand or podcast or movie or game or whatever it is, send an email along to mockfootage at gmail.com and we can get that rolling. But for now, let's hear about a couple of the shows here on the network. First, I'm going to tell you about Force Friends Rewatch. Did you know that Star Wars fandoms don't have to be toxic Sarlacc pits of gatekeeping and sexism? It's true. Meet Andy and Ryan, the hosts of Force Friends Rewatch. They watch the television series of the Star Wars universe and then discuss the impact each episode has on them as fans and as human beings. And they definitely only talk about the TV shows on Force Friends Rewatch. And only occasionally do they talk about the films, theme parks, video games, tabletop games, action figures, cosplays, actors, writers, novels, comics, and lore. But mostly, it's just the TV shows. And you can catch Force Friends Rewatch every other Friday on Lunar Light Studio or wherever else you might listen to your podcasts. Force Friends Rewatch. Uh, I'm going to make up a tagline for them right now. Um... May the Force friends be with you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's a really good show, and it's a relatively new addition to Lunar Light Studio. They're still baby in the family, so give them some love and let them know what you think. Moving on, I would like to tell you about Artificial Ghost Radio. Artificial Ghost Radio is the network's resident music podcast. The words that I am the cursed words that I am meant to read about this show is that Artificial Ghost Radio is a Sisyphean music recommendation podcast hosted by quizkeeper Miles Lazarus and tomb dweller Mars Garbayo. Every other week, they challenge each other to find songs based on completely arbitrary themes and discuss them while making goofs along the way, of course. Then they spin the wheel of discord. I, I'm, I'm trying to mix it up, folks. Uh, they spin the wheel of Discord to talk about a random song from the Challengers Library. Any song. And you can find Artificial Ghost Radio every other Saturday on LunarLightStudio.com or wherever else you might find your podcasts. Artificial Ghost Radio. Ooh. <laughs> that, 
That's their tagline. Thanks for sticking with me. Let's get back into the action. And oh man, and I do apologize for the second half of this episode where we don't do much other than tear apart Alien Resurrection. Enjoy. Ray, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I'm mad. I'm, I'm a I'm lot furious. of. I feel a lot of things, and none of them are good. I'm angry. I did laugh a lot during that movie. I. There was uh, like just, just do the plot. Just do. The, just okay. go. Just right. go. So <laughs> I'm gonna read it. The plot synopsis from what what's on YouTube because it's pretty. <laughs> It just sounds a lot like what we said in the first episode or the first half. 200 years after her last adventure, a group of scientists has cloned Ellen Ripley, Sigourney Weaver, along with the alien queen inside of her, hoping to breed the ultimate weapon. But the resurrected Ripley is full of surprises for her resurrectors, as are the aliens they've attempted to imprison. To combat the creatures, Ripley must team up with a band of smugglers, including an advanced female android named Call, to combat the rampaging aliens in a lab ship hurling, hurtling toward Earth. Also, it's not in there, but uh, Ripley has acid blood and alien spidey senses and um, just long, long jump powers. Mario uh, powers. She like links up with the alien queen at one point and it makes a weirdly extra humanoid xenomorph which is weird because the xenomorphs were already like humanoid in shape which is why there was the dog shaped one in the last one my feeling on this movie is that i feel like three at most three people who worked on this movie sigourney weaver being one of them ever watched the original movies like I, I don't think I don't think that the people knew exactly what the source material they were drawing from was doing. Oh boy. Did I hate this movie? No. I kinda did. Did I dislike it? Yeah. Yeah. Did I enjoy laughing at it? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely had it I mean like because you had to laugh right because if you weren't laughing you'd just be upset did 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 i laugh hysterically at the climax of the film yes yeah i laughed a lot i laughed a lot at stuff that was supposed to be cool um remember when i said this movie was campy in the second half mm. i i was sad that i was right about it started that. a little <laughs> bit earlier than the second half <laughs> well yeah the, but but yeah no thing? like you 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 called it um called I, it i think that the the first event that like really moved this movie beyond anything salvageable was when the guy with the attachable guns for arms or whatever christy, christy um when he w- hit, there was a they like the pirates. So the smugglers like killed a room full of soldiers, and there was like one soldier left and had a gun on the back of Christie's head. Christie is a pirate with gun arm things. And he's like, I can't drop the guns. They're attached to my arms. And the soldier's like, Drop the gun. Drop the gun. And then Christie looks up 
and sees these like light fixtures that are beveled in a very particular way. And then he shoots a bullet upward and it bounces on both of them and back down onto the soldier's head and kills him. And surprisingly, that was the movie showing us the barrel of the gun. <laughs> yes, that because was... later on, Christie does the same thing in a much more high stakes version underwater. Like, I, I would have been able to buy that kind of thing if Christie had like a targeting computer or something. Like, if there was anything to explain it beyond just like he's that cool, but no, he. He shot a bullet at a light fixture. It would have like at it would have either gone through it or hit it and then fallen. Like uh-huh. It would maybe oh, no. maybe the, oh, he no, shoots Joe. the string and the light fixture falls down and hits the soldier. Fine. That's a little a skosh more believable. I just realized something. I'm sorry. Hit me. With you I um like exasperating about this scene. Hit me. <laughs> is so this movie was directed by Joss Whedon. Yes. We, when we that saw that, where we, <laughs> when we said, saw that title card come up, we were like, oh, okay. <laughs> Literally everything I'm like, mm, this is weird. This is Joss Whedon thing. Uh-huh. That it happened a lot. <laughs> it doesn't, it feel, it definitely feels like a Joss Whedon movie. Joss Whedon but, property. It does not feel like an alien movie at all. No, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. If this was a one season series it would have been amazing it would have been yeah. an amazing season one of a joss whedon alien alien show well that's to me the second half is season two to me yeah to me it feels like a rough draft of firefly honestly yeah like the cat like the the smugglers cast yeah. and the final group we end up with i'm like that's the main cast of season one and like <laughs> christy being a just weirdly good dead eye who can bounce bullets very specifically like that uh-huh. makes sense for the tone of firefly does yeah. not make sense in alien at all yeah no there was just a lot of choices made <laughs> i think last <sighs> week we called this the dlc and uh-huh. like that's exactly what it feels like it's just like okay you you got every you've you've done everything you've done everything now here's some weird extra toys to play with it's here's ripley it's not canon, 200 years about. later and some fun extra characters and also she like doesn't have her memories but does and is an alien but isn't and she just like flip-flops throughout the movie with how alien she is there wasn't enough ripley there really wasn't I forgot it she was... was in it. Like it introduces her. Mm-hmm. She's like the first shot is her a clone. And then like later on we meet the smugglers and we meet Call played by Winona Ryder, Winona Ryder who's like the the other main female protagonist and And we're like, "Oh cool, this is the main cast." Yeah, this I'm is, like, "Oh, this, this is, is the, the main crew. character." And then it <laughs> and went then back to Ripley introduced... and I was like, "Oh yeah, she's oh, in this." She's here. <laughs> uh uh, that was we both had that realization it was yeah. great it, aliens like <laughs> i don't know what you want me to say they have to do a thing they have to escape there's aliens and also it, ripley has a connection with them and she's also the mother and it's weird and it was there's it was just annoying time and it was ju- oh. yeah yeah there was a lot of talk about motherhood and and 
reproductive because i mean it's joss whedon so like you're not gonna get away from that it's just true really important to him i guess um Hmm. but it, it, it it was annoying because a lot of stuff didn't make sense in a way that would have been fine if it was an original property like yeah you know i can i can meet any movie or or series or anything where it's at and be like okay these are the rules of your universe let's play by them but it just like walked into a pre-established and i like i felt good at the end of alien 3 i i was like this is this has been a this good is trilogy a nice little bow yeah like exactly they 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 put a nice little bow on it and then they unwrapped it <laughs> and was like too soon yeah i i don't know i I, I don't know how many more ways to say the same thing. It was just it was just frustrating. And also it was so campy. It was so campy. Um, the 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 final alien was something from a scary movie yeah. that was an alien and I laughed and was terrified at it. Yeah, it was like a Halloween decoration and it like it starts off like it establishes like this like baby sona like it's supposed to be kind of cute and endearing and then it chomps this dude's head it just like puts his whole mouth on the dude's head and chomps Uh and it's like it's so goofy it's also making weird noises from the binding of isaac that's all i could think of it was making weird humanoid noises of pain it was mm, it was uncomfortable it's uncomfortable it was uncomfortable for myriad reasons the underwater sequence was pretty cool and that was a great scene i love that it had the cgi aliens but it mermalians the mermalians but they were fine but the cgi alien that was on the ladder dodging the bullets was silly (laughs) like Uh it it didn't they didn't look nearly as bad as they did in alien 3 Um, yeah but it was still like I still liked the puppets from Aliens, probably the best. Yeah. Did you know that this movie came out in ninety seven? Yeah. Yeah. I thought like, it was way later. There's well, no. <laughs> yeah. No. There's there's a few years between all of these movies, which is interesting. Like it's not it's not like one. I thought or two. there was a big gap between three and this one for some reason. That's wild. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I did want to say that. Um, Remember when you said uh, that this movie was a lot like um, Clueless? Clueless. Uh huh. And then that guy, Dad, Dad, Daddy from Clueless was the general in this, and he he basically had the exact same character. It was very similar. Yes, I can't. I can't believe he was in this movie. Oh goodness! Oh, Remember when there was a church on the ship? I'm sorry, a chapel? Yeah. There were just a lot of interesting choices, and I've said that before. Uh, I don't don't know. A lot of them don't feel like choices. A lot of them feel like just the first thing that came to mind. Ideas. Like, yeah. Like, like, I want to make a movie. Basically, what happened was somebody, Joss Whedon maybe, had your idea of... I want Ripley to come back to life and have the alien powers and then write a movie around that. Like, What's the setting? What's the backdrop? <laughs> oh, goodness. It, I, I, it wasn't fleshed out enough. 
like lore and world wise. Right. There was too there were too many moving parts. Like they there were there was the was government faction, cast. there was the yeah, there was the scientists, there were the pirates, there was Ripley and her whole deal. And then there was Call, who was also a synth, and then like like everyone every once in a while, like they would reveal a piece of somebody's lore. Like we find out that Call's a synth. And then this next three minutes are them talking about what kind of synth she is and where she came from. And then none of that matters. Like they were in the middle of a an escape. Like they were running away from the alien. They had a moment to breathe and they decided to talk about what kind of synth Call was. And then that doesn't matter for the rest of the movie. It's just like But I was super interested in that right, lore. Exactly. Like I, I wanted to know more about that and like as a as a television series, as an offshoot, this may have done better. Um, mm-hmm. It may have, but been not as better, a one stand as a, movie. As a movie, like, it didn't. It wasn't. It didn't. It didn't yeah. go. Um. Yeah. There were a lot of very fun death scenes there in were. this movie. <laughs> the guy. Oh man. Oh uh-huh. man. <laughs> You, you want to talk about that one? Yes, please. I know I've been <laughs> talking a lot, but oh my god, it was please, so no, funny. I want you to talk about this one specifically. So we no words have been said about which scene, but we both we know. Both know. <laughs> so this guy. They meet this guy as they're like halfway through the movie. What's the initial impact of the aliens messing everything up happens? We have our survivor squad. And they're like, all right, we got to get to the place, you know, whatever. It's a science fiction movie. They have to move through the ship. And, um, like, on their way, they run into this guy who was left behind. Uh, He was one of the people that had been brought on board and uh, given, basically, a a facehugger egg. Um, And all the other face hugger people like died and had chest bursters come out of them but this guy was still alive and so then they were like oh we got to bring this guy with us and then like ripley was like no we should really just kill him there's an alien inside of him and then call was like no we got to keep him alive maybe we can freeze him and take it out later and so they take this guy with them and then he's just obviously a ticking time bomb for the rest of the movie until there's like a stand down Stand up, stand. Uh, there's a standoff with <laughs> uh, the main villain, who is like the company man or whatever, the traitor. Um, it doesn't matter. Like I don't need character names anymore. I just have the tropes. Um, yeah, no, we've had the tropes for like four movies. There's a standoff with the company man who has call like hostage, has a gun up to her head, and then the ticking time bomb guy all like oh i feel it i feel it it's coming it's gonna burst out of me so he starts running at the villain who shoots him a couple of times but he's got like i'm gonna die strength so he keeps running at him bashes his face a few times and then (laughs) and then gets him down on the ground and has him kneeling in front of him so that when the chest burster explodes out of his chest, it also goes through the other guy's head. And it's hilarious. And then everyone like looks at it for 10 seconds and then they all like shoot at it a whole bunch. Uh-huh. It's so funny. It was so funny. I It was ridiculous. Like, Cause you knew where it was going the whole time and you're just watching it happen. Oh man. 
Uh, hey, I want to talk about a death scene. Please do. I want to talk about the final aliens death scene. It's <laughs> <laughs> also very good. Uh, so we're in like the docking bay of the ship, and they're escaping, and the the aliens there, and Call is is uh there with with Ripley, and Ripley's just having a tender moment with the alien where they're caressing each other's faces, mm-hmm. and it's something uh and then ripley's like wait this thing needs to die and takes the cut blood hand she has and flicks it towards the 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 window Mm -hmm. and because they're in space her acid blood breaks the window and air starts to escape the the room and then it gets sucked up against the window and then it's like flesh gets pulled off and it gets like just sucked it's, through a tube, like getting flushed down a toilet, kind of. Except it's your entire except body it. with the small of your back as the beginning point. Yeah, it was really upsetting, but also hilarious. The, well, the thing is, that on the other side of space, we see like a blender of blood coming mm-hmm. out from the alien, and it's just screaming. And this goes on for like a minute, mm-hmm. and like the character and Ripley's like, "I'm sorry, I killed you." I killed my baby. Mm-hmm. I guess. I guess I killed my baby. I guess that was the right choice. It was weird. It was really funny. Um, hey Joe, I want to play a game with you. Will you you come into the space with me? Yes, we're please. done talking about this movie. Let's play a game. I I want to play the the alien archetype game where we name some archetypes and make a movie out of it. All right. So we have Ripley. Okay. <laughs> the Ripley is always there. The Ripley there. archetype. No matter what. No matter what. The Ripley is always there. There's always a Ripley. There's always a Ripley. Um, there is a traitor. Company a traitor, man. Company man. There's a synth. There's a synth. There uh, is the guy we don't like but always makes it to the end. Yeah. Um... There um, is girl. There is girl that doesn't have character. Girl, no character is girl. <laughs> uh, um, there was soldier boy. Yep. There's always a got to gotta have a soldier boy, or else what are you even doing? Um, quirky tech friend. There's a quirky tech friend in some of these, right? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Okay, so we have a set of characters. Let's make an alien movie. All right, so Ripley and... Which Ripley? <laughs> just just the, the Ripley in this one. <laughs> so we're just going generic. So the Ripley. The Ripley and uh, the Ripley... Okay, here's what happens. Uh, the Ripley meets the tech friend on the dark web. And... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they call it the dark space because it's a future. The the tech friend also has a connection to the company man, who we don't know is a traitor yet, right? But the company man has access to old Wayland Yutani files, which reveal that there are still eggs on the planet from Aliens. Um, okay. No, no, no. From the original Alien, there's still. Oh, okay. Well, it's the same planet. It's the same planet. Um, and so they they chart an expedition to go burn all the eggs. Um, Ripley's actually in charge this time. Um, even though everyone's still, t- everyone's still 
talks to her like she's crazy and doesn't believe her. Of course, that's required. (laughs) (laughs) No one's gonna believe me anyway, so what's Um, the point? There's a synth already there. They turn it on. There's a synth. (laughs) There's just a synth waiting. Yeah. Is it Bishop? It's Bishop. (laughs) It's Bishop's legs. So Bishop's legs are already on the planet, waiting, waiting for the party. So, so the party is Ripley, (laughs) tech friend, company company man, man. and and Bishop's legs. Bishop's legs, and of course, there's a couple soldier boys, right? Right. Uh, Yeah, just just some meat for the meat grinder. And then one soldier boy survives after things go down. Exactly. Um. Yeah. We did good. I think we should make a that's movie. It, that's the Let's movie. call it Alien Resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. It's called Alien Insurrection. What yeah. are you talking about? It's, it's called an Alien Misdirection. It's called Alien Under Construction. It's Alien One Direction. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> oh. Thank you for playing that game with me, Thank where you. we just named the Alien franchise. Wait, would you recommend the bus? Would you recommend watching this movie to somebody <laughs> who has never seen it before? Perhaps no. somebody. <laughs> <laughs> no, me I neither. Would not. Me neither. Would I recommend it to me? Like, Maybe. We had fun with it, and obviously, we're here laughing and having a good time now. But we, like, listen seriously, we have to. We we had to because otherwise we had we would, to laugh. Okay? We had to laugh, or we would have been in a bad mood, and this would be a okay. bad show. It's not a good movie. Don't watch it. Watch the okay. original trilogy. Trilogy. They're all all so, three of them are good. So there is one final thing that I did like about the movie. There was a subtle countdown moment. Yes. And also, there was the final shot of the ship, the big ship, yeah. like the camera just panning through empty hallways, which made me think of the first Alien yeah. movie, yeah. which was really good. Yep. But other than that, we had to laugh. We had to laugh. It's not good. It's not... Like, if you haven't seen it and you can get some people together who haven't seen it, I think regardless of your experience with Alien, that's that's the thing I'm going to say. Like, don't watch this because you watch the first three and you want to finish the set like we did, like Fools. Like, watch <laughs> this if you want to watch a bad movie that's fun to watch. Watch this movie during game night. I can't believe I'm being so harsh, but like, seriously, it was not good. Here's the thing, Joe. We fell in love with the Alien franchise. We did. I, I really, I really didn't expect to like it all as much as I did, and and then this like just dragged it through the mud. I know, and we're here just yelling at this movie because we're like, you did not do the franchise justice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. Um, I hope no one here is a Joss Whedon stan because, well, sorry. We gotta talk. We got. We gotta talk. <laughs> gotta tell you some things. We gotta, we gotta go get Hannah, and then the three of us and you gotta talk. <laughs> um, you can find us on Twitter at Mock Footage. We put up tweets every week with uh, pictures or gifs that appropriately capture the movie, such as last week we put up the picture of the Hydra from Hercules with Alien Three, because that's what happens in Alien Three. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you can find uh, you can send an email to mockfootage at gmail.com and let us know what you think in a lengthier version if you like. Uh, you can share this show with your friends if you want. I mean, just, you know, no one's got anything to do right now. Everyone's stuck inside. So listen to the whole back catalog, why don't you? And uh, Listen to the whole ba- Watch the movies and also listen to the back catalog. Yeah. You should do what um, our friend Peter does, and you should make your make make a friend of yours guess what the plot of the movie is, like Ray does, and then watch it with them. And then let us know how that goes. And then let us know how that goes. It's fun. It is. It's fun. I like hearing fake plots that somehow are also accurate. Oh, and then you should do all of that, and then you should join us in the Lunar Light Studio fan Discord, and... Tell us how what your results were, and be part of the community there. Join the join the footies. Stop! <laughs> I can't believe you took us back here. This was before. Uh, oh my god! I don't know. That joke is older than I am. <laughs> That's a reference to Alien Resurrection, <laughs> and I feel icky. Um, thank you so much to Lunar Light Studio for hosting us. They, even when we talk about garbage movies like this, uh, thank you so much to Chongo for the use of Hat of Serenity off of the album Hat Shop. You can find that on Bandcamp, and I recommend that you do. Also, you can check out Chongo's latest album of Super Smash Up music. He takes all the characters from Super Smash Bros, a song for each of them, uh, from their repertoire, and then, um, matches it up with some other hit song such as the animal crossing music with september by earth wind and fire it's one of my faves it's very good um and thank you so much to Haley rose for the introduction and thank you to ross jerson for the art i think that's it with the thank yous except i do want to say thank you once again to our listener for sticking with us through this alien mess we are almost out on the other side avp is just around the corner and i can taste the freedom i can taste oh, the goodness, freedom right? avp avp is still here we still gotta, i thought we were, we're done. not done we <laughs> gotta pyramids. resurrect it <laughs> the pyramids are coming the pyramids are coming <laughs> ray what was your favorite line from this movie make sure to go watch hoodwinked <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mess this movie. Watch Hoodwinked instead and listen to our episode on it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay. Hi, Ray and Marvel. Hey, Marvel. Hello. So, I've been watching this great anime that I wanted to talk to you about. What is Ooh. it called? It's called Yu-Gi-Oh! And we've already been talking about it on the Deck of Friendship podcast. Oh, you mean the podcast we do about game-based friendship animes? Yeah, where the first season we're covering Yu-Gi-Oh! Season 1 and we'll move on to sh- series like Bakugan and Digimon and Fighting Foodons and Dinosaur King and all sorts of other anime that focus on friendship as a core theme and are based on a physical game. It's a, wi- it's a wild concept for a podcast and th- we're doing it. Yeah, and we talk about those themes and how they pertain to these games and how you should use friendship and working together to overcome obstacles. 
Not only do we cover important aspects of the shows themselves like friendship, togetherness, socialism, and more, but we also get to the important questions. What happened to Grandpa? Is the heart of the cards cheating? What would your Millennium item be? So you want us to make our own Millennium items. Mine is the Millennium Estrogen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you win. Legit answer? I would either want, like, a Millennium Piercing or a Millennium Tattoo. Ooh. Now, this might inform you a lot about me as a person, but I'd like a Millennium Fork. (laughs) Somehow, Ray, somehow, I knew. I knew. It doesn't do what you think it does, is the thing. Oh, so it's like a tuning fork. Yeah, I need to figure out the details and where the eye goes, because every Millennium item has an Mm -hmm, eye somewhere, mm -hmm. right? Is that a thing? I think so. Well, now I feel like I got the short end of the stick since I picked a Millennium copy of Scorpion King 2 Rise of the Warrior specifically on (laughs) Blu-ray. Hey, there's a bunch of uses for that one. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of power in that disc. Whoever watches it, their soul gets sucked into the video, and they have to live that movie. <laughs> this is getting this is getting wild. A little bit. So where where can this podcast be found? Deck of Friendship can be found on the Lunar Light Studio Network, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, or in the Shadow Realm, or in the Shadow Realm. 